have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy. Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Drive-In Movies with Hogan and Rudy. Continuing our February double features, uh, we got round two of Cass's picks. This week, we are doing Marie Antoinette. Going up against Sweet Francaise. 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 <laughs> I tried to do a uh, Google pronunciation and they pronounced it like seven different ways. So it's up to you. you. You figure it out how you want to pronounce it. So let's get into the detail on these two movies. Let's start with Sweet Francaise. That is from what year? I think it's 2015. Ooh, so close. 2014. Is what IMDb has it listed as. Mm, so maybe okay. it's one of those weird year issues because I know I think it's a technically a foreign film. That's so. That's the weird thing about this movie is <laughs> we had a hard time finding it, so we had to watch it on YouTube. Was the only place we could find it, and it looked like it was an Australian movie about France where everyone spoke English, but the subtitles on the YouTube video were Arabic. So you had you had all sorts of different nationalities going on here. But yeah, that's that's just a little side rant. Uh that is directed by Saul Dibb. Also written by Saul Dibb and Matt Charman. That is based on a novel, technically it's more of a, a found manuscript by Irene Nemirovsky. Uh so it could be it could be a true story. It could just be her writing it during the time period. Who knows? That stars Michelle Williams as Lucille Angelier, Kristen Scott Thomas as Madame Angelier, Margot Robbie is also in this movie. She plays Celine Joseph, Sam Riley plays Benoit Laberry, Ruth Wilson plays Madeline Laberry, and Matthias Schoenartz plays Lieutenant Bruno. Van Falk. Falk. F-A-L-K. <laughs> Not the bad word. <laughs> that is going up against Marie Antoinette. That is from what year? 2006. Right on the money. 2006. Oh, nice. That is directed and written by Sofia Coppola. That stars Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette. Jason Schwartzman as Louis XVI. Rip Torn as Louis XV. Steve Coogan as Ambassador Mercy, Judy Davis as the Comtesse de Noailles, Rose Byrne as the Duchess de Polignac, and Jamie Dornan as the Count Axel Fersen. Tom Hardy also uh, shows up in that movie and has like maybe one line, <laughs> but he is credited. And there you have it. Those are the two movies this week. I will turn it over to you to go over what they're about. I'll start with A Sweet Francaise. <laughs> which is about the German army when they first invade France. So you have this smaller town outside of Paris 
and a lot of the, the people from Paris are fleeing into this city because the Germans are coming. And what happens? The Germans invade this little town and kind of uh, make it their home for a little bit. And a German officer goes into the home of the main character and she starts to develop feelings for him even though her husband is a French soldier that is now in a POW camp. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Drama. <laughs> and then we have Marie Antoinette, which is about Marie Antoinette and her life as Queen of France when she first marries Louis the Sixteenth. Um, just basically their marriage, their life, and then eventually their downfall, which we all know as he is the last king of France. Off with their heads. <laughs> so let's let's jump right in. Let's start with our first category, the writing. What did you think about the writing in these two? These are very different. Yes, <laughs> very different. <laughs> yeah. They're. I think I think France is the only. That's the same piece. <laughs> we really. Uh... We really stretched it out on this one to compare them. I'll start with Marie Antoinette. So this is a different kind of period piece. It's written written with more of a modern soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that plays along with the movie. And I think there's little things throughout the movie. I think she's wearing tennis shoes at some point. Mm-hmm. So there's like little things where it's, it's pretty modern. And it, it feels modern. So, but it also feels like a period piece. Yeah. But it's nice. It works well because sometimes those period pieces can get a little boring Mm -hmm. and the dialogue is more modern. So you're kind of more invested in it. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. Marie Antoinette, the writing is, like you said earlier, it just kind of goes over her life from the beginning of when she becomes queen um, and moves from Austria. I I kept wanting to say Amsterdam and I was like, "Uh, not quite. Um, (laughs) Close. Austria, yeah. Uh, And you just kind of see how she handles having power, being the queen and having responsibilities. Well, I guess she wasn't quite the queen yet, um, because Louis XV was still alive and in power. But her kind of grooming into eventually taking, taking the reign. But also the pressure, because like the first half of that movie is, you better have a baby, because if you don't, then yeah, you are not like assured thing if you if you can't have kids so you kind of see a lot of her struggle with being young having a lot of pressure being in a position where everyone is treating you as royalty but at the same time you're not quite you're not quite welcome just yet like you gotta you gotta do some work before you can get there so i thought that part of the writing was interesting negatives of that one for me was I feel like it didn't really give me anything new or interesting about Marie Antoinette. Like, I felt like... For sure. They showed you her life, but after having watched that movie, I feel like I didn't know anything more about Marie Antoinette. Like, they didn't show me anything that a history book hasn't said in, like, two pages. Like, (laughs) she became... She came into power when she was young. She had a baby. They got a little uh, greedy and, and, and wealthy. And uh, then then there was a downfall. I mean, the movie just kind of plays along that trope without... They give you kind of like a slice of life, and you see her just like living her life, which is fun, but you don't really get anything interesting out of the story. At least my opinion and, and watching it. I didn't really get a whole lot from the story in that one. Yeah, and it was a little long. It's 
like yeah, right maybe around just two hours, I think. And there's a lot of times in that movie yeah. where it's silence, and I Not thought a that lot was of weird. No. And when there is dialogue, it's it's just like normal conversation that normal people would have. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, this this feels natural, but it's also not dialogue that's relevant. <laughs> I, I guess I would say like it's just yeah. people talking. I don't know, <laughs> which I think kind of made the movie seem longer than it actually was because you're just like, what's what's yeah, happening? Get on it's, with it. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Is something going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I know something is going to happen, but. What what are you trying to show yeah. me here? Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. But as for Sweet Francis, I was very mm. impressed with this one, actually. I thought right from the start that it started off pretty, uh, like, impactful. Like, so you have all these people fleeing Paris. They're on this country road. Just a line of cars on a country road. And the Germans start bombing them. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is pretty intense to start off with. Yeah. I didn't expect it from this type of movie. But then throughout the story, there's different twists that you go on. You you really get to know the characters a lot. And I think that's why I liked it so much. But I do have a negative. And it's, can, can they pick a language that they want to speak in? Like, you have some Germans that only speak German. You have some that speak English, but they're in France. And no one has a French accent. They all they all have like proper English accents. Yeah, and you're like, this doesn't. I don't understand. <laughs> like, if you if you dedicated some people to speaking German, why didn't you just go all in and just be like, this is German and French. Like, this is what we're going with. Yeah, I don't know. That was my those, only those movies are always kind of silly like that, <laughs> where they're in a different country, but everyone speaks English. I okay, I get that because not a lot of people want to see. Not a lot of people are as open to foreign language films and, and reading subtitles as maybe you and I are. But then yeah. you'll have segments where they do speak a different language. And then you're like, well, wait, are they actually speaking <laughs> yeah. English now? Or are they speaking French? And you're just, you're just translating it for us in English. Like you're, everyone's going to speak English. They're, yeah. they're technically speaking French in the movie, but like, we're just going to have them do English instead. <laughs> But then I think, I don't know if some people also spoke French in that movie, too. And then there was, like, subtitles for French. And it was hard <laughs> to read the subtitles yeah. because there was Arabic over it. And I was like, I, I can't see it. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying. So that was the issue of watching it on YouTube. But there's literally no other way to watch it except free on YouTube. It's insane. You, uh, I think you could buy insane. a physical copy online. Like, a, like have one delivered. Oh. Not a... Ver- a lot of them were like region B. Oh, or really? Oh, so not even a. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find one that was a U.S. version. It's banned. Wow. I don't, it's a I banned don't get movie. It. I don't get it. They don't want you to watch it. They don't want you to feel sorry for some German officers, I guess. Which uh... that, and that's what got me off guard too, because in usually in every World War II movie, you're like. I, I'm not going to like the Nazis. I can't. I can't. And then in this one, they're like, oh, this guy, he's different. He's an officer. But really, is he different? But he is. And then I kept going back and forth. I was like, ugh. Ugh. So, yeah. Because he didn't have to sign yeah. up. That's that's my big thing. That's what I always come uh-huh. back to. Where it's like, he's an officer. In the Nazi military. You get like if it was just. (laughs) Hello, Audrey. (laughs) She's joining. Hold on. 
Just she bust, bust the, the door, door down, down like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he was an officer in the German army. And like, mm-hmm. you got to get promoted for probably doing some things that I don't know. And they even they even mentioned like the one guy was like, you didn't do anything when we shot all those people. And he's like, well, I didn't shoot anyone. And I was like, eh, I mean, you didn't. You were but in command. Yeah. <laughs> so how much, how much yeah. uh, leeway can you really give him? But he did try to do the right thing in that movie. Yes. Yeah. So it was different. I felt bad feeling bad for a Nazi. Yeah. So that's the... That's what... Yeah, that, that movie, the writing, I thought was done well. A little predictable. And some moments I thought were a little cheesy. Like at, at parts, I was like, "This, this is starting to feel like like fanfic, kind of like oh, mm, the, yeah, yeah, the Nazi officer is in our house." But I'm starting to develop feelings for him, and their feelings just kind of start. Like they have a couple conversations here and there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, full on makeout scenes, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa." whoa. Oh, that was quick. But other than that, the story, I mean, I think the story did a good job of at least keeping me engaged in what was happening on screen. More so than Marie Antoinette, where I kind of, it was just a little too slow for me where I kind of lost interest at parts where I was like, all right, are they going to, are they going to do anything? Is it just going to (laughs) be them having another party? Oh, now we're doing another party. And, oh, guess what? Another party. And you're just like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Well, they did. I mean, yeah, it makes sense for the character, but for the actual story, it's like, okay, I get it. So I would give yeah. my point to Sweet Francaise. Me too. What about those characters? Hmm. I'll start with Marie Antoinette. So Kristen Dunst. I like Kristen Dunst in movies. Early 2000s, we probably saw her a lot, especially having older sisters showing us all Bring It On. I don't know how many times I watched <laughs> Bring It On a lot. That's how many times. Maybe yeah, we'll I was do that say, eventually. I guess we do it for the podcast now. I got to get Rudy's uh, <laughs> yeah. expert opinion on it. <laughs> but as Marie Antoinette, she does a great job. And I like her character. I like the acting. I think Louis the Sixteenth did a good job. Played the awkward... I don't really know how Louis the Sixteenth was in mm-hmm. real life. I know he did have that condition that made it hard for him to have mm-hmm. children. But I I don't really know this actor. Jason Schwartzman? He's in a lot of uh, Wes Anderson movies. He looks like he would be in Wes Anderson yeah. movies. But he fit. It, yeah. It's fine. It worked. Every And then Rip Torn, of course, is always good. Good old Rip Torn. Yeah. Marie Antoinette, you have... People who, like, pop in every now and then, but they're just kind of there to pop in. Like, I, I also had a hard time in that movie understanding who everyone was, necessarily. Like, yeah. oh, I'm the I'm the Comte de Chauvin. I am the Prince... What, what, it, what is it here? Duchess. Duchess. Comte. Comte. <laughs> Comte de Noirs. Duchess de Polignac. <laughs> it's go like, through all the like, names uh, okay who are you like what is what is what What do these mean i have no idea are you related right. to these people are they just also 
royalty of a different place. I don't know. I just had a hard time figuring out why they were there, who they were. And they didn't, I, I don't think the movie really cared to explain that, which is fine. But you just don't really feel a connection to them when you're like, person number five is coming to the party. Who, who is this? I don't know. Yeah. And then you start to lose interest. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll look at my phone now because I don't really, I don't understand who yeah. these people are. So, And all they're doing is playing oh. poker for like five minutes. <laughs> okay. Their scenes are very long. Again. Yes. Again. Again. <laughs> uh, whereas Sweet Francaise, the characters you can understand more. You, you get a little bit more connected with them. The big impact, negative impact, I would say, that Sweet Francaise had on me was I didn't think the acting was all that great. I thought it was almost a little too dramatic. Oh. It was very dramatic. Oh. The, mm-hmm. the war is coming and the people <laughs> are just starving in the streets. I was like, oh my gosh, they're really hamming up these lines here. Boy, oh boy. Um, and it, I think it was mainly Michelle Williams. Who I think maybe just went a little too hard. I don't know if going too hard is the right word. She just was a little too dramatic with her lines. Where every time she talked or spoke, I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is a little cheesy." Just how how hard she was going <laughs> with it. Everyone else was fine. The side characters. You have the the German officer, who you start to. Mm-hmm. Kind of have internal battles with, like we talked, where you're like, eh, he's a Nazi, yeah. he's kind of a scumbag, and he also is in charge of a lot of these terrible things that they're doing. And he's like, well, I have a duty mm-hmm. to my country. Oh, yeah, I guess. Even though they're doing uh, yeah, terrible I... things. But then as he starts to develop feelings for Michelle Williams, he starts to kind of bend his obedience to his Nazi party and, I don't want to say army, What are, what... What would be the best term to describe? Like his unit? I don't know. Unit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Going against like his unit and trying to help Michelle Williams stay out of harm Mm -hmm. and help her friends kind of escape any punishment or anything that uh, might come to them during the movie. So he starts to turn a new leaf, but you still kind of... You're like... At least for me, I always... In the back of my mind, I'm like... You're still a Nazi. (laughs) Yeah, you're still a Nazi. (laughs) And that's that's really it. I mean, there's there's other characters in there. You have Benoit and his wife who add a little bit more to the story. But as characters, they're all yeah. right. Benoit's kind of a jerk. He's the farmer, right? He's the who farmer, Who is yeah. crippled, would have joined the French army. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the German office, one of the German officers that lives with them is trying to go after his mm-hmm. wife. So there's some intense scenes that... Yeah. What did you think of the characters in Sweet Francaise? I don't... Oh, yeah. Did I mention? I don't know if... Uh, I kind of chimed in. I think I just... Yeah. Michelle Williams, I did like. I do see where she, she could be hamming it up a bit. And I feel like she was always crying. Always teared up. I mean, I guess they're in the middle of a war and occupied. So I guess it's fine oh. to cry. Oh. <laughs> it's a tough... Because I, I did like that story a lot. And... I do like the characters, even though it is mm-hmm. predictable. Uh, I think I'll go with Sweet Francis. All right, all right. I think 
See, I'm split on this one. Because if you were to say characters, I'd probably lean more towards Sweet Francaise. Acting, definitely Marie Antoinette. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give it to Marie sure. Antoinette just because I think the acting was a lot stronger than it was in Sweet Francaise. That'll work. Let's go into music. These are both very music-heavy movies, yeah, I would say. For sure. Um, but what did you what did you prefer? Did you prefer more of the piano score in Sweet Francaise? Francaise? I feel like it's I pronounce it different every time I say it. Or did you like more of the kind of punk alternative early 2000s modern soundtrack pasted over the, uh, I don't want to, I can't say Victorian. I, I called it Victorian earlier and Eleanor was like, yeah, that's the yeah. wrong age. You're like a hundred years she, off. Oh, en- enlightenment. I Enlighten- think the, yeah. Yeah. Late 1700s. The correct age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, pasted over the enlightenment <laughs> era. Uh, it's tough because it it works in Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. especially since it, you know it's in early two thousands. You're like, oh yeah, like of course this works. Everyone probably loved it then. Yeah, but I think I like the piano in Sweet Francis. It works. It's a lot of dramatic music too. Mm-hmm. It's a nice score. So I'm I'm going with Sweet Francis. Drama, drama, <laughs> drama. That that movie is like the definition of a drama. Oh, for sure. Oh, boy. I think the piano score in that movie is done really well. I also think that it kind of matches the mood pretty well, where you kind of have this sweet-sounding piano melody that kind of has a somber note to it, so it's kind of like a romance that's blossoming, but in a kind of dangerous and depressing time, like they're falling in love but everything's falling apart around <laughs> yeah. them so it's like uh, is it really a time to be happy uh, not really so i thought the the music did a good job of matching to that kind of theme however i think this might be one of the few times that i pick a soundtrack mm, okay over the score because i did really like the soundtrack in marie antoinette and i think the the songs that they chose and the overall soundtrack really help make that movie more enjoyable to watch. I'm not a big period piece person because a lot of them tend to be kind of slow, drawn out. Everyone's talking in proper English and you're just like, oh my God, I don't care. And everyone's got all these titles and you're like, I don't know how these people (laughs) match up. That's like, that's period piece one of them. And I'm I'm not usually too big into them. There's there's some that are really good and there's some that I like, but a lot of them tend to kind of go in that slow route. It's, It's kind of like a Western. Yeah, yeah. Like like all westerns are kind of the same. They could they could go really slow. A lot of them are really slow. Some of them you just can't really get into. But I think with Marie Antoinette, they they kind of follow that same slow pace, but because they decided to incorporate a more modern soundtrack and kind of an upbeat soundtrack. A lot of the songs are more yeah. like I said punk, like alternative kind of upbeat upbeat music when the movie does start to drag a little bit. And then they throw in one of those songs. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. I'm getting into it now. So I think they did a really good job of utilizing the songs that they did in that style movie to make it a little bit different than a typical period piece as well. All right. Nice. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about tech. Both pretty different again. 
Just like the rest of this movie. Yes. The rest of the categories. Mm-hmm. Sweet Francaise is pretty dark. Yep. And then Marie Antoinette's very colorful and bright. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh. Until the end. Until the end. Yeah, then it turns pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> really dark. <laughs> um, that's what, like the main two that I noticed. Hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know who to give it to. Convince me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so in Sweet Francaise. <laughs> I don't know how I did that at the end. I thought they did a good job of making it look like a Nazi-occupied France. Yeah, it seems like it sucked. Like it felt, it felt like a small village. Felt like it sucked. Um, it felt like almost claustrophobic. Oh, at suffocating! Times. Yeah, they did a good job. So I thought they did a good job with that. Other than that, it was kind of shot with shaky cam. Shaky cam. Where like, <laughs> yeah, where it's like. The camera's always moving. It's not like steady mm. shots. And um, it works sometimes. But for that movie, I don't know if they necessarily needed it. And it's not all the time. I just notice it um, during a lot of the shots in that film. And when you when you notice it, then uh, you probably didn't do a very good job of using it. Because <laughs> you're like, man, this camera just keeps shaking. <laughs> um. So that's the only thing I would I would knock against it, but I, it's a minor, it's a minor issue. I'm nitpicking at this point. The other things about tech for that one, uh, I don't know. It just it seemed like a a pretty average movie. Um, besides the setting that I thought they did a really good job with, there wasn't much else in the tech category that really stood out to me on that one. The lighting, like you said, was a little bit more dark. It wasn't that impressive, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Whereas Marie Antoinette was was brighter. The editing seemed a little bit more creative, but also was kind of weird. Like, the, the story moved forward at a weird pace. Yes. Where you would just go from scene to scene, and like like I said, you would, you would be at a party, and then you would have a new scene, and she'd be, like, crying in a corner. And then, and then... you'd have a new scene, and they'd be in bed, and you're, you're like... <sighs> Man, this this movie's just hopping around here. Yeah, and then Louis the Fifteenth would be showing up on his deathbed. Yep. And then yep. onto a party. <laughs> and then yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. a party. And then someone's having a baby. And then she'd be crying again. And then another party. <laughs> and then she'd be pregnant. And then she'd have a baby. And then they'd have another party. <laughs> it was like, oh boy. So the editing was unique, but also at the same time, I don't know if it was perfectly done because the movie still kind of dragged it at some point yeah i thought the cinematography was a lot better in marie antoinette though i thought it was a little bit more stylized it really made the characters and the environments pop in that movie and that could also be because of the bright colors as well um yeah i don't know i don't think i convince you at all because I, i'm not totally convinced myself. <laughs> yeah they both have their negatives and somewhat positives i guess I think I'd give it to Marie Antoinette just because it seemed like that was a a better made film all around. Um, probably had more. It probably had a lot more money. To for it. sure. I'm gonna go. Yeah, since we can't even find Sweet Francis anywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Sweet Francis. That yeah. setting was nice. Well, not nice, but made you. Nazi occupied France <laughs> was nice, Rudy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> You're going to be up for a promotion in like 15 years and someone's going to pull out the sound bite and be like, this guy's a Nazi <laughs> oh sympathizer over God. here. Abs- no, I didn't Absolutely mean it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Neither of us condone any yes. behaviors. Of... <laughs> 
any of the people in either yes. movie. Honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marie and Sinet, they were <laughs> she was spending fifty thousand whatever while everyone else was starving in France. She's like, Yeah, I'll just ask Louis for some funds. It's like yeah. maybe you shouldn't have bought an elephant. Yeah. We don't condone that. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. But we come to the final category. Which movie did you enjoy more? I was pretty focused on Sweet de Francis. Marie Antoinette, it gets a little boring for me. I enjoy the period piece aspect. I enjoy that they have a modern soundtrack. It keeps me a little bit more engaged. It's mm-hmm. a little too long for me. But Sweet Francis, yeah. I was pretty, pretty focused on and was watching that to the end. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you. While I think Marie Antoinette did a lot of things better than Sweet Francis, I think the overall enjoyment of the movie... I found myself more attached to what was going on in Sweet Francais than I was in Marie Antoinette. Because Marie Antoinette moved so slowly, and again, like I said in the story, I didn't really get anything new out of it. It just seemed like I was watching a recreation of her life, which is interesting, don't get me wrong, she had a very interesting life, but it just wasn't interesting enough to keep me really glued to my seat watching that movie. And I kept... Ellie and I were watching it together, and I kept asking her. I was like, "We, uh, we, we almost here. how much?" Because she had seen it before, and I was like, "Are we? We getting close to the end? No. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hunker down and and let's get through this. No, it it wasn't that bad of a watch, but there were definitely some times where I was like, "They, we we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, it's it's we been like a half done hour. Anything yet? And we haven't it's been a half an hour, and we're still just." We're still just wondering if she's going to have a baby or not. Like, that's all that's happened in this past half hour. And then she has a baby. And you're like, oh, okay. Are we almost done with this movie? Oh, no. No. We got a couple more parties to get through. <laughs> oh, all right. So, Sweet Francais. Um, while I don't think it was necessarily a great movie, it's an entertaining watch. It has, it has its flaws. I think the acting is a little over the top. Some story beats are predictable and kind of cheesy. But other than that, the music's good. The story is at least has some suspenseful moments and and keeps you interested in what's going to happen next. Whereas Marie Antoinette, I'm glad I watched it. Mm -hmm. I can cross it off the list. But uh, I don't know if that's one I'd necessarily go back to. I don't know if either one I'd go back to. But at least I can say I I was engaged in the story all the way through Sweet Francis. I think I'd go back to Sweet Francis. I'd buy it if I could. (laughs) <laughs> if you yeah, could, I yeah. guess I'll just have to watch it on YouTube forever. Just save the yep. link. <laughs> Learn Arabic, and then you can <laughs> read the subtitles. I do have to say, man, that was hard. It was not having subtitles. Yes, very hard. I've become so conditioned in my life. I'm an old man now <laughs> that I was throwing subtitles because sometimes they just talk so low, and you're like, like turn up the volume, and then an explosion happens, and then you're deaf. Yeah, and everyone's whispering during the explosion. <laughs> you're like, what? The <laughs> Next week, we got some Shakespeare. Mm, yeah. She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You. Is She's All That Shakespeare, too? I don't know. Is it? I know she, She's the Man is. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But ten, Which Ellie should Ellie should have picked up. 10 Things one. I Hate About You is Shakespeare, right? It is, yes. So, Taming of the Shrew. So we at least got one. I'll have to ask her. Maybe she meant the other one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that should be an interesting matchup. And then it's your picks. I started thinking about some movies. It'll be good. All Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. All of them. In one yep, week. One week. 
seven leprechauns. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.